Today's Mob Rules is brought to you by Tinny's Audio Shack. Do you long to be a famous podcaster, videographer, or Twitch streamer personality? Don't bother with those overpriced microphones from bigger box stores. Just come on down to Tinny's, where we have the very best of the cheapest equipment you can buy. Remember, if it doesn't sound like you're recording in a bathroom, you're just not doing it right. Tinny's Auto Shack, located Midtown Anchorage on Spinar, between the half-eaten corn dog and the overturned shopping carts. I let it go too long today. Yeah, uh, a, little, a little too long. That's, that's fine. I'm a little less hyped than I was a second. Good, ago when you good. I, I live to unhype you. The first time. My heart stopped. <laughs> good, good. L- live hype. It's a new wristband. Yeah. <laughs> live hype. Yeah. <laughs> well, what color is it? It's sparkly. Doesn't mm. matter. Hey, welcome everyone to Mob Rules episode 84. I am John, joined of course by by Dave and and Danny and Danny. Yeah, and we're we're back again. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I want to point out though, I, I do buy all my video recording equipment from Tinny's. <laughs> yeah, I know I that's why they sponsored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that corn dog is famous. <laughs> nobody wants it. No, not even like no, not even a bear, or you know, nobody else is going to understand the reference of you know how crappy Spinard actually is, and the fact that there's probably a business between a half-eaten corn dog and. I have, overturned shopping I have cart. to say, like, it's gentrified. Like, it's a little nicer now than it was. It can't be. Josh lives there. Mm. It's Josh revived. True. Yeah. But so. every town has a, a seedy little corner to it. Some have more. Some have more. Some have seedy little circles. Fair. Um, yeah. Some are where a warlord titan lives. No, that's still in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, what you been up to? Oh, well, uh... Got a song stuck in my head a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I ended up turning it into a very, very terrible, terrible song parody, which I released to the world uh, mm. the previous Monday from this podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. A little kill team number five. Please don't play it. No, it's, no. It's, I was. It's been. Stuck. No, we already had that video of me demonetized. <laughs> Let's not get the podcast demonetized too. <laughs> it's been stuck in my head for like three days straight while I was editing it. I just, I can't get it out of my head. Other than that, uh, I went down and I uh, helped out at uh, Tier 1's painting thing for Ursa for a little bit. Uh, offered some advice. Mm, for watched. the big con coming up. Huh? Yeah. Here, big the, tournaments. The big uh, almost a GT. No, no, no it'll be a major. A, it'll be a GT for sure. It'll be a, a GT, GT for sure. Uh, we're aiming for a major. Yeah, we're trying to get it to a major. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that happens. How do we get it to captain, though? That's where the real money's at, right? Yeah, you got to re-enlist for another year or so. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure that's worth it. And then you have to go to Japan. Yep, oof. Yep, you sure do. In jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, uh, other than uh, working on just painting up, you know, another kill team and, and getting ahead, I, I haven't really been doing a lot of hobby stuff other than that. I mean, that video and the song consumed like a week of my life, so. And, and yeah. also you could unleash that hell on everyone who thought they'd left it behind in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Come on. If, you, if you're telling me that that song comes on on the radio, the actual song, not, not the parodied have... one, but the actual song comes on on the radio and you don't start dancing and singing to it, I'm going to call you a bold-faced liar. I just have great images of you um, <laughs> like randomly re- reorganizing the shelves of our local friendly gaming store and just getting very confused looks. <laughs> there was a, there was actually a Magic, Magic the Gathering uh, event going on during the uh, oh, recording Jesus of it. Christ. So... 
They were just sitting there going, what's he doing? And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, your game doesn't make you dance out of time to a 90s <laughs> music song? <laughs> Fucking nerds. I got uh, I got an angry text from uh, the local game store on our jeans. She was like, what are you doing in my store? And I said, I will show you when I'm done. She's like, it better not, you better not be ruining the image of the store. And then she saw it. She was like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you for this. I mean, all She's you've so got, nice. <laughs> all you've got to do is be better than the Smash players. <laughs> Ooh. I, oh, hot take. Yeah, hot take. It's not hard. So no. yeah. yeah. So, so next job. everybody came out happy on the end except for me because I am the only one that looks like a yeah. fool in the video. I remember like we got like Danny and I got these messages like, "Hey, how do you guys feel about making yourself fools of yourselves on the internet?" He's like, "Nope." But good luck to you. Actually, Danny said, "I was I'm, will- I'm for it," and then he went, "You want me to do what?" No. Yeah, pass. I kind of knew where it was because if you followed his Twitter, he'd been talking a lot about Mambo Number Five, and then he made a passing reference to <laughs> Kill Team within like for this three episode. seconds. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, so, I, d- yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, I, I probably sometimes I get a lot of Twitter notifications that like build up, and then I don't check my main news feed super often. Well, you have a job and a life outside of this, whereas I, I mean, exist solely to be a fool on the internet so <laughs> uh yeah, okay yeah but yeah that's what i've been up to uh i'm hoping to uh to get working on a, a night for this upcoming tournament this weekend it's nice big old shooty boy with a big missile launcher on top i like that yeah, yeah. that's exciting so but time. why doesn't it just have a fist and a chain sword because <laughs> i want to be able to blow the bejesus out of some stuff you wanted to spend an extra 150 points. <laughs> I, so, so I looked at the BCP rankings after the uh, after the doubles tournament, and uh, I'm 30 or I'm 75th in uh, Imperial Knights. Nice, tied with 50 other players. So I'd like to move up and actually appear to be good at something. So if I if I have the uh, Imperial Knights uh, as my main detachment, sure. Sure. So that's where the missile launcher went in. That 45 points kicked me over the top so that I wasn't trying to fight with Dark well, Angel players. I mean, oh. good job about not just lying about the fact that that's your main detachment. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. People who do that are the scum of the earth. Yeah. That's why I monofaction now because no one can accuse me. Monofaction in like 120 points of Dark Angel. <laughs> it was Eldar. like, what about those Dark Eldar perfect, <laughs> dude? <laughs> they, they, dude, they all have the same keyboard. It's fine. All right, all right. So, yeah. So, Danny, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, all right. So, what have I done the last two weeks? Well, I uh, played in a tournament that was two weekends ago. Um, and I played Harlequins again. And I won that one. So, that was good. So that's my second Harlequin win. Um, so yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. Um, so I've been working on kind of finalizing my list for for Battles on Ursa, and I've been doing some painting and building and stuff like that. So I brought one of my talents today to show the guys what I've been working on, because uh, I think I might switch up my list a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see. You're like, not going to include the Talos in the after all. Well, maybe. I mean, it depends. I don't want to like give away my hand. Whether no, or not nobody's listening to this, so you can. That's pretty fair. Much, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Unsubbed. <laughs> yep. Well, that one's gone for good. So, <laughs> and then uh, this upcoming weekend, I've been I've kind of been preparing because uh, I'll be toing a tournament. Uh, yeah, I saw time. that. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's cool. That's exciting. I like to get back sometimes. I'm, that's the whole reason I decided I would play in the tournament. And I was like, Danny can't play because he's TOing. Oh, I mean, nobody can be able to stop me now. I got a shot. But what's super nice is that like before, like TOing was like pens and paper and figuring shit out oh, and yeah. math. And now it's just hitting a button three times. Well, and it's yeah. it's wonderful. I'm sure, it's a bigger step than that. I mean, I don't know. I always used a spreadsheet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it's it's really simple, super easy. I'm excited. It frees you up a lot to to really hound some players and really oh, kind of man. abuse I'm gonna like, your authority. I'm gonna like butt into games. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm out from the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> when you announce the pairings, you should be like table one, uh, John Miller versus Dan- Danny. How <laughs> did I get in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, there was going to oh, be a bye, sorry, but... buddy. Yeah. yeah. I guess I got to step in. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it not a win? Nope. If you, <laughs> you beat have, me. Yeah, if you actually have to win. You have to win now, Miller. Let's see how you do it. Anyway, yeah. So, yep, uh, that's that, that, that's me. I'm done. I don't want to oh, talk cool. anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, cool. All right. Well, I mean, for right now. Like, yeah. I don't I don't have anything else going on. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Um, I, I, I started some with Titanica stuff. Uh, oh, we'll get yeah. into that a little bit later. Cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got the Warlord edition, as did Danny there. Yes, I um, did. How much of it have you assembled? I have assembled three knights. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've assembled six knights out of it and half of the buildings. Kind nice. Of following the the step by step, just so it's like like cookie cutter buildings. Sure. Um, from from my vex sector. Um, and it leaves still about kind of like half the sprue left to do so I can kind of play around and try and make some other buildings. Because looking at it, there's a lot of buildings that are going to cover baby knights. Uh, my warlord's kind of fucked. <laughs> what are the gonna, rules for getting a cover save? Uh, I, I didn't read the book yet. Pretty good, yeah, I would same. imagine. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, but yeah, uh, those baby knights are a phenomenal kit. Holy cow. Aren't they great? They, look they were so satisfying to put together. Like each of the legs, like the legs are like, well, one, two, three, four, five. Like eight pieces on the legs, but it's not in a way where you're frustrated that there's so many tiny little fiddly pieces because they all kind of slot together so yeah, goddamn really well. smoothly, right? Um, the only issue I had was like the little banner between the legs and my chunky fingers trying to kind of push that one in place there. Sure. So I had to kind of use little tweezers to push that in. Ah. But oh, okay. It, it goes really well. Uh, they look great. Uh, only other complaint, uh, I think I was talking to one of our buddies Nate about this was like they give you one of each knight uh, in each sprue, right? And I'm like, where the fuck do I want an Avenger Gatling cannon? Oh, in a no. game against Titans. <laughs> <laughs> like, just give me three of the Meltas with three Melta shoulders, uh, and we're going to call it good. But no, there, there's uh, one of each knight in each box. It'll be interesting to see. After building those knights, though, I was joking as well. I think I'm going to go into competition with Danny about who can buy the most knights. Because literally, <laughs> all I want to run now is like a field of baby knights. <laughs> like, terrifyingly swarming across the table towards this poor warlord. You know, that's, they, that's they made it sound like <clears throat> like knights were just not going to be able to take down a warlord, but you know, uh, if there's thirty I, of something, they they have a chance. Well, there so was saying there's a chance. <laughs> so there's a in um, August's uh, White Dwarf. There's a Titanicus battle report, which is three knights and a warlord versus a warhound and a warlord, and the knights demolish the warhound. Mm-hmm. Like the Warhound didn't even belong on the table or something. Well, from what I've read, the Warhound's there to add uh, strategy command points because they they add um, to your kind of command points and your ability to do things based on the fact they're like scouting knights and they're kind of designed to go around. So fluff wise, for that, there's a little bit of that on with the the 
Wee hounds, as, as I call Wee them. Wee hounds, right. And so you, they, there's, I know there's a stratagem that lets you outflank, and it costs less points depending on what your, like, what is it, structure or mass or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, so like sneaking, like creeding around a warlord tie-in is a lot of points. Sure, right. Well, I was, well, I was going to say just outflanking the warhounds so you have you don't have to spend as much on it. Yeah. And then coming in on the side because you do extra damage when you're in somebody's flank. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff to do. And I know, Denny, mm-hmm. we're, we're super excited. We're going to be filming some stuff while oh, we yeah. get our stuff together. Um, we're, we're hyped for Titanicus. And it's like, I got the box. I'm like, holy shit, that was expensive. What I do? But then you like, pick up the box and the thing's like 30 pounds it's, or something. It's super it's heavy. Super right? heavy. Yeah. super huge. There's so much stuff in there. It was rough for me to deliver it to you, I will mm, admit. Because mm. once I got it in my car, I was like, I could just go to my house and open this. <laughs> he's not going to be home for another four hours. So. Yeah, the, the benefits of the working man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, filmed and edited a little battle report with Dave. Mm. Uh, oh, we, so uh, much fun. We played a little bit of Connect 4. <laughs> and it's like, I, as we were filming it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of kind of dull. Okay, I mean, it's fine. Two guys playing Connect 4, whatever. Um, but when you add in, like, really intense music in the background of anything, <laughs> it instantly makes it, like, 2,000% better. I, I really appreciate the edit, because, I, you know, I watched it, obviously, and I, sure. I you know, knew who won. But as I'm watching it, I was like, man, this music really makes me seem like we're in some sort of, like, chess match battle Epic for the jewel. world. Just... And by face, I'm just so intense, staring at the board like, hmm. <laughs> I try to catch our intense looks. <laughs> um, I also like that, Dave, you got accused of cheating when I blatantly cheated several times. What? <laughs> For real? <laughs> For real. Oh, somebody so, was like, Dave probably totally cheated. Yeah, Dave totally <laughs> cheated. And there was like one point I, like, Dave would win no matter what I did. So I invented a stratagem where I got to place two <laughs> at the same time. I think I called it Fire and Fade. Yeah. <laughs> because I also pushed out one of my other ones. <laughs> uh, but we had a lot of fun. We made up all those stratagems kind of on the fly. Oh, yeah. Um, there were, we, I wish we'd written them down because they really, were really good. But, there were, there's uh, some really good ones. What were some of the other ones that, that, that we did there? Uh, I can't. Uh, there's a fire and fire. You did. I the, did a fortification one where I dropped two at once. Yeah, um. my fortification <laughs> was just like a fire and fade. No. Um, I did. Oh, oh no, that was what it was when I dropped two to get. I got rid of one and dropped two. That was my strength from death. Oh, right, because, that's right. Because one piece died, so two more could come <laughs> in. <laughs> and um, you had from the webway. Oh yeah, for, uh, like a webway attack where yeah. I just pushed out one of your pieces, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it was like, a, so yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to do. And like I said, in editing, made it even better. Uh, still using those uh, uh, those real nice, real nice mics that the, the nice they work. The the Tinny Audio Shack, mm. um, but <laughs> Tinnies for all of your awesome audio needs. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of fun, and I, it's got our minds kind of going on other beloved games uh we can bat rep and i think we have a couple really solid ideas that are just going to be really fucking stupid yeah yep. mm-hmm. i'm gonna be honest but i'm very excited for them yeah uh also i'm prepared to get frustrated when i'm playing them because i hate like normal board games <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm, by the way when we go down to lvo do you are you having gonna have some extra um space in your suitcase yeah, yeah. Because I'm at the rate we're going, I'm gonna have to take each copy of these games that we create because people are challenging me to them. So, oh yeah. So oh, I'm gonna have to take Connect no. Four. I will. I will make you a mobile Connect Four, like a travel Connect Four oh. game that you can like whip out your code at any time and just slam down on the table. Nice. Be like fight. 
<laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> um, I started I started painting my Autark on a bike. Um, I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started painting that guy. I uh, started going painting a wave serpent. I started painting a bunch of um, uh, dark reapers. Oh. And then I started looking at getting some howling banshees. Because uh, I'm thinking of adding them to the mix. Because, like, I really like... So in the beginnings, I played with, like, a wave serpent. Tying shit up in combat so they can't shoot is amazingly fun. Man. And if a wave serpent does it well, what would a wave serpent full of howling banshees do to a gun line? Just a whole army, basically. Yeah. Because yeah, that way, like, you can multi-assault with the howling banshees. And if it's, like, a IG gun line, mm-hmm. then you're taking out, like, six or seven tanks. Uh, possibly yeah. if you stretch it out well enough. With the Howling Banshees? Yeah, because you can't fire Overwatch at them. Yeah, right. and then the tanks can't swing back on them either because they're minus one to hit from the Exarch. Oh, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they have that IG stratagem where, like, they hit on twos. But yeah, crush them. Yeah, crush them. Yeah. But that's, like, what, one tank? It's one tank, yep. Yeah, and so you still get armor saves against yeah. it. Yeah. So it's, uh, like, it's like okay. Well, so unless it's a Bane Blade, because, I mean, you would get That armor, will crush you. You would technically yeah. get an armor save, but it's minus three or something like it's, that. It's so. two, so you get a six. But yeah. but I'm looking, so so Howling Banshees are kind of, and they're not expensive, uh, points-wise. They're good-looking um, models, too. Yeah, I mean, if we're looking at that aspect of them, sure. Uh, I'm just looking at trolling the shit out of stuff, uh, and kind of trying to tie stuff up so I can get close and shoot it to death with shuriken catapults. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I've been looking at there and kind of thinking about it. You're, you're looking quizzical, Danny. Okay, so you, but you're putting a bunch of Dark Reapers in your army, dude. Why would you bother with chicken catapults when you've got oh, Dark Reapers? Man, I, still, I still love them. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here, okay. too, because right. we've got some question <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, that's 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 about all I've been up to is kind of getting some stuff repaired, getting my Titanicus built. Dude, um, yeah. yeah, I focus. I just built the knights because I'm like already we have the warlord built and painted. So like even like Danny, we're playing like which is kind of like the base box stuff. Right, right. I'm like a titan ahead, so I can kind of really half-ass it from here on out. Um, it's true. And yeah, that's that, that's about all we've been up to. Uh, we got a tournament coming up this weekend. Like I said, me and Dave are planning on playing. Danny's planning oh, cool. on running it. I, I was I was gonna ask you, John, if you were gonna play, but uh, I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm yeah not working that day, so I'm gonna go by. I don't think yeah. I'll do amazing because I'm gonna try a new variation. Sure, but you know it'll also be good. Yeah. It'll be fun. I'm also planning to not do amazing, but that's just because I'm not good at ITC missions yet. Yeah, if you yeah practice. Yeah, yeah. I got a game scheduled hopefully for this week. Yeah, Saturday, <laughs> three of them. <laughs> uh, it's it's on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's good. That's early. Uh, But yeah, we're going (laughs) to take a break. Uh, We'll be uh, right back. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? 
All right, and we're back on right. a completely unedited transition from break. Uh, before going any further, uh, we wanted to thank our amazing friends at Best Close Pairings oh, yeah. uh, for giving us uh, a free subscription to their subscription service. Oh, yeah. yeah. How uh, awesome is that? Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard us kind of like talk about it literally every episode, Best Close Pairings is a great tournament organizer software um, for kind of really easy tournament organization. Uh, really easy for players. So mm-hmm. You get your rounds emailed to you or come right up in the app. And with this uh, premium subscription, you have the ability to kind of look back at everyone's lists from past event as well, which is what I mainly use mine for. Yeah. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to see my tournament winning Harlequin list, they're more than they're more than willing to, if you want to check that out, uh, it's definitely on BCP. Awesome. Yeah. So we, we asked some people to share kind of what their favorite game was um, in order to kind of win this here. And we got a few, um, a few of them more Alaska based, but I, I think there's some literally amazing ones right there. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead. We're going to nominate one of mine here, uh, Mr. Greg Howard. He killed a Blood Angels librarian dread and Overwatch with a twin last cannon dread, uh, rolled double sixes, wounded with both shots, and got all eight wounds through to kill it in Overwatch. Man. Um, what a champion. What a yeah. champion. <laughs> that I, you know, I don't know whose dreadnought that was. <laughs> and by but, that, by saying that, I mean I absolutely know whose dreadnought that was, and that just makes it so much better. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. feel I would be pretty salty because you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to charge. What's the worst that could? Oh, right. Oh yeah, two last cannons hitting me. Oh, and perfect. Me. I think yeah. like my favorite game stories are ones where like impossible luck meets overcoming odds. <laughs> to just really fuck up someone's day. It's yeah. it, it's pretty good. Well, Dave, what you got? Uh well <clears throat> I like uh I like Jordan. I like Jordan's story. Uh, I like Jordan's story for the fact that he had friends that immediately came along behind him and were, and did just that with the saltiness. Oh man, yeah, that was awesome. <clears throat> Jordan's uh, Jordan's got the uh, many years ago when Grey Knights uh, first got their codex, he was playing in a tournament, made it to the last round of the top table uh, against uh, another Grey Knight player. Apparently, he was a really nice guy. Uh, and in the last turn, he managed to blow up a land raider with a melt gun, which blew up and took out the last wound off his brother Captain. <laughs> <clears throat> like they do. Uh, who got to use his free roll, which he failed, right. and uh, freed up the injective, so he won. And then immediately had his buddy, who he was obviously playing, go, I hate you. <laughs> Those are the best memories That's, when they yeah, burn totally. deep. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a deep burn. It's, it makes mm, me happy. hatred. So, mm. Danny, so... so uh, Frenemies. Yeah. Yeah. Nepotism. What's your favorite story, Danny? Yes, so my favorite story is... Is definitely not the one that I'm. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's that one. So, uh, Tim uh, put a memory up of his of a tournament game that we played last year at Ursa, um, where I was playing a giant like 200 model Tyranid army, and he was playing like a 200 model like Brimstone Horror with Magnus and a bunch of Exalted Flamers army, and it got to the lat like around the last turn, and we had like eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> To get, because we were both like, it wasn't that we were playing slow, it's that it was like 200 models on each side. And so we only got to, I think, turn four. So we played turn four in eight minutes between two of us. And we were rushing through it like as fast as we possibly could. And at the end of it, like to try and secure the victory, at the end of it, it ended up being a draw. <laughs> so like, it was like all this, all this effort. For nothing, but it was fine. It was a good game. Like, like the fact that we got a draw was really good. 
On the last turn, I managed to kill Magnus and a Demon Prince, which was pretty epic. So in those four minutes, I managed to do that, wow. which is like really amazing. That's some, some hot, fast <laughs> dice rolling right there. Yeah, yeah. It really is. That's super good. So, Well, you know, out of uh, bias, we have to disqualify Danny's entry because we all know that playing against Danny is no fun. So that just leaves one person then on this list? <laughs> all of these, all yep. of these stories were suddenly about Danny. <laughs> so, so I was gonna, no one played against me in these games. Uh, so yeah, uh, breaking up between uh, Jordan and uh, Greg, um, and as much as I love Greg's story about uh, one last double last cunning dread ruining the experience of one dreadnought, I really, uh, really enjoy uh, one shot losing the entire game. And it's a very epic moment of yep. fuckery and dice and things. Like, oh, my land raider's dead. That's okay. Brother Captain Stern's there. Oh, <laughs> he failed. That's okay. He has a reroll. Oh, he failed. That's okay. I have another unit beside that. Oh, okay. Oops. Like, <laughs> you can just put your, your head. Like, the for me, the, the like, the, the, the dreadnought kill is, fuck, that's really irritating. This one is a soul-crushing loss <laughs> of an entire tournament. You go from the, uh, the jaws of uh, victory to the jaws of defeat in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Called mm. it good. And that's true 40K. So, Jordan, congratulations. Yep. You won yourself a subscription uh, to Bass Coast Parents. Uh, please go ahead and send us your email address. We can pass that on to the fine folks at BCP. Uh, Jordan does also run a really good blog where he has some good reviews of the latest codexes and books coming out. Oh, cool. And he yep. does post that on our Mob Rules page. So, please be sure to check that out. And yeah, that's that, that's all we got to give away. No, no more, no more freeze. At the no, moment, no. At the moment, hopefully more. If you want to give yeah. stuff away through us, let us know. Um, we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll actually trying to give away. away uh, how many uh, how many grotesques do you have now? How many how many talos? Other talos do you have now? Uh, six. So be on the lookout. There's going to be a giveaway of six talos coming up very soon. Probably uh, right. Probably before. right after the big FAQ or right after <laughs> yeah, chapter right. approved. <laughs> <laughs> All of our giveaways will be tied to nerfs and, and codex changes. I've had six talos for a really long time. <laughs> One per unit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so today we're kind of just doing um, kind of like there's a lot of little stuff coming out right now. And I know next episode we're going like, to be looking into Space Wolves a little bit more in depth. We're not super, super cool. So we don't like have uh, full, full access to the codex and stuff just now. And we also kind of want to cover... The, the lore of the the Fenrisian pups a little bit too. Uh, this week I kind of just want to go over some of the really rad stuff that came out that's kind of oh, gone under the radar a little bit. We're some of it over the radar, but there's been a lot of stuff that's been out the last few weeks, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, for real. I feel like there hasn't been very much at all. Like they could have pumped out a lot more, right? I mean, no, no, no. 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 <laughs> Adeptus Titanicus. I still have money right. in my wallet. It's clearly they haven't pumped the, out of the that's, yeah. your, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put your faults on us. Um, Adeptus Titanicus came out. Uh, the the long-awaited game being talked for for years. Yeah, literally years. I yeah. think the rules have been ready for a year. Uh, Probably. Blood Bowl hit was super popular, so I go, oh shit, let's make these in plastic. So that's kind of where the delay came from. But it's finally here. It's a new 8mm scale, which I think looks amazing. It does. Oh, um, it does. Uh, some other people aren't too happy about it. it's two hundred and ninety dollars for that sort of like box set, yep. which I think is a fantastic deal. I don't know some other people don't. 
Um, but from all of the kind of the the <laughs> concerns about that it was going to fail on launch, that it was going to be this awful thing, yeah, that right. it was going to be, it sold out in like an hour. Right, right. Of that. Yeah, the Warlord Edition sold out like almost immediately. And Danny, I know you and I got ours because I think a week before it went up on pre-order, right, we went yeah. to our, our game store and we're like, hey, we need this. Right. Uh, give it to us. Um, and, and that's, I think. We're important. I, I may have said, I'm on Mob Rules. Do you know who I am? And they're like, and they're like, no. Dave. <laughs> yeah, they, but you suck. Uh, Why would we give you that? Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to use an example. You know, as people were talking and complaining about how much the warlord, wa- the warlord box set was, mm-hmm. uh, of saying, listen, two out of three mob rulers who received free Adeptus Titanicus stuff right. have already pre-ordered it, right. and the third has not pre-ordered it. Because that's his entire hobby budget for the month. And he has to spend it on other stuff. Well, I mean, literally, if you look at it, like people like us who received a review copy, we, we got a chance to kind of look over the rules, look over the yeah. kits, look over all that stuff. We combined spent like $600 right. on the game itself. And that's not including the Reavers and the Warlord. Uh, oh, the, which the, yeah, I maxed oh, out man. on so bad. The Dude. Wee Hounds, when they come out. But yeah, I so mean. The, it's a great game. It's it's super. <laughs> is it super in-depth? Yeah. Is there a lot to each model? Absolutely. But guess what? You probably only have like five. Right. So so that's kind of where the trade-off comes. Um, it's going to be a lot more strategy. If you like, like honestly, like Danny, we were talking earlier about kind of like side attacks being more effective and all this other kind oh, of stuff. Man, yeah, I if love you that stuff. loved old edition fantasy and like flanking and kind of moving around and adjusting ranks and things like that, that seems to like scratch that itch a little bit there because there's a way more about positioning in this game sure. than, than that. There it reminds too. me of the old templates from uh, second and third edition for vehicles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That side. Well, or like, you know, side and front armor. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not not that that was terrible. But like, okay, you know, sure. oh the the <laughs> when, the when like your rhino would be shot, so you would have to roll on a table to see where it was shot, and then you would have sure. to roll on a table to see how damaged your bolter was. Except the Titanicus isn't like that. So no, no, but it's it's it's, it's super good. It yeah. seems really high quality. Uh, like uh, we said before, it's it's being announced as a Warhammer universe game. Which, which is new. Which is new. Yeah. Which is and honestly, as Dave in your unboxing video of kind of the rules box. Um, it's a Forge World product. Oh yeah, uh, like the right. book is a hundred percent Forge World produced. If you've ever, and it's like Forge World quality too. Yeah, like, I'd like yeah. to say that because like the images and like all the pictures and stuff are just what you would expect out of one of the big leather-bound Horus Heresy books. Like there, it's it's amazing quality. Yeah. So so I'm like we've been talking about this for a little bit. Is this the end of Forge World? Is kind of like a separate company slash entity. Is this kind of like, are we seeing it kind of a rebrand to Warhammer Universe and kind of bring stuff more centrally in line? Uh, it's, Maybe. I mean, it, it could be, but it's, 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 it's becoming, uh, with Forge World becoming more and more like a mainstay of uh, right. every game that they do, mm-hmm. um, the separation is kind of making less and less sense. It's blurring, sense. right? It's like, blurring. Yeah. Yeah. Their rules are in main rule books now. You know, that's their right. points are in main rule yeah. books now. Well, so, that's books that you can buy from any local game store. Which is not something normally you've had to order directly from Forge World or go to like mm-hmm. a or go to like a, a GW store to have, but now yeah, I, like, I'm, I can remember when I bought the Horus Heresy stuff what two years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, and I was getting all my bits and stuff for Sons of Horus, and I bought the I ordered the books that I needed to be able to use the Sons of Horus, and I just right. I didn't reach that pinnacle of uh, of free shipping, so you know the only way to get over that was to actually or, order the Horus uh, model, so you know I did that. So. Sure, that sure. makes sense. I mean. That way I could, it's, 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 it was it, value added you know, it's for the, shipping. It's the, the worldly problem we tell our wives of I'm at 240 pounds for shipping 
if I don't spend another $89 or 89 pounds on this flyer, then I will be charged $30 pounds for shipping. And, you know, trying to yeah, make... Yeah, that, that's justified. Yeah. Make, make, make that equation make sense. Well, and now they're moving some... They're moving stock to the oh, United yeah. States. So, like, once that gets going, like, who knows what the... Sh- who knows how the shipping is going? Now, it's probably going to be way more reasonable. Man, we've transitioned to Forge World here, but that's okay. Negative side. Uh, sure. They are switching to localized currency. Yeah, that could cause a little bit of inflation on their products. Uh, because I remember... Yeah. Going to, to LVO and I, right. I bought my Skittash Wraith Night at LVO. But I'm like, oh shit, this is like really expensive. Because what happens at the start of the year, they set their prices. And that's their prices for the right. convention circuit, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, and I don't think they're going to be like, oh, we're going to adjust it every two or three months for yeah. inflation. So no. it, it might hurt a little bit at the start when we're looking at kind of existing kits we're used to getting for like a certain cost. Sure. But we'll probably forget about it within a few months. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. I, I, I don't know. I feel that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the ease of ordering and the ease of like oh, shipping, yeah. like it's going to be so the, much. Well, so the only thing that worries about uh, me about them moving some product over is some of the more common stuff. Yeah, it's going to be there already. But otherwise, you're going to have to wait for it to go to them from you know the UK for like some some of the more obscure N- things. I, I think they're still going Maybe. direct from the UK. I think they use like old shipping methods. You think so? I think so. So, and or, like, I mean, they may, I don't know if they're doing production here in the United States. No, just storing, I believe. Just storing? Yeah. Okay. Because the level of skill required to properly cast. Okay. I think. Well, if they had the the equipment there and they could just move the molds over. I mean, it's not like. I I almost guarantee someone would freedom the hell out of those molds into their basement pretty quickly. (laughs) Well, first off, we'd have to take a road trip, John. (laughs) Well, they aren't doing that with the plastic stuff. I'd freedom the hell out of the plastic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we should move to Memphis. No, we should not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. It's a like one place. of the most dangerous. Anyway, it's a silly place. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I am really hyped for Titanicus, and it's like I, it was it was tempered a little bit moving up to the release. It was kind of a little, little unsure, but since opening that box, holy crap! I'm just I'm very hyped. The the sticker shock value was 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 for real, right? Sure, because like, was. and I saw that and I was like, and it made me like do a second guess it. I was like, well, do I really want this? And then the answer was resoundingly yes. Of course, I want this. Like, what am I stupid? Like, you've been waiting for this game forever. Like, I yeah. totally want this, and so like it was worth it to me. Yeah. So I I feel bad because I talked somebody out of buying the Warlord Edition because he already doesn't game with anybody ever. Okay. Uh, okay. And I and I said, listen. Just buy a warlord by itself. You don't play with anybody, so save that box set for somebody that is going to play with people. Do you mean I could have bought Baby Knights at a cheap retail price, and you screwed me out of that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you'd have gone to the lower forty-eight for it. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Only thirty-five bucks for for three of them is oh, not terrible. Yeah, after I leave here, I'm going to go pick up a box. I gotta, yeah, I got to go. For real? Oh yeah, I saw some conversions today uh, that I really want to do. I got to nice. I got to go buy six boxes. Six boxes! Oh my god! I need I need five boxes 18. for what I want to yeah, do because it's 20, fifteen for a warlord, isn't it? Twenty Doesn't it balance out to fifteen uh, nits for a warlord. Uh, I don't no, remember man, what their points no, are. No, sure. No. Well, you know, but the thing is, wait to build them because I'm sure weapon options are coming. Yeah, I did. What's that? Where's the fun in that? Yeah, they're only thirty five dollars. I just buy more when who, weapon options come. Who, who buys boxes and not? Doesn't open them immediately, build them right oh, away. Me, yeah, also me, a lot. Yeah. Also me. You should look at my hobby closet. 
It's full of boxes of stuff that I need to build for a competitive army that I haven't yet. So mm. The long-awaited uh, new 40k RPG was released this week. Uh, it was first released at Gen Con for attendees there. Um, mm-hmm. But Wrath and Glory finally came to drive through RPG in a digital form. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people who pre-ordered uh, the, uh, the RPG got the free digital copies. Uh, so I've been kind of pouring over that this week and kind of looking at where role-playing is going kind of in the, the 40K universe. And let me tell you, it's real hype stuff. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, Danny, did you get a chance to look over that book at all? I have not yet. Did you pre-order it, Danny? I did not. I also, man, I totally forgot to pre-order it. Uh, yeah, and so I'm going to buy the electronic version here. Like, Yeah, it's, it's 30 bucks for, yeah, for yeah, the electronic one. Really it's, it's inexpensive. really inexpensive. It's super sorry, good. affordable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't devalue the product. No, I'm going to put a spin on it, right? Oh, oh yeah, okay. I want to yeah, say yeah, it's yeah, cheap. Go, go. It's affordable. It's, it's affordable. Um, but I that think was quite a spin. You like that? Yeah. There nice. is <laughs> dozens of races and dozens of classes. And you can, if it's pretty much in the 40K universe and not a named character, you're able to kind of make a character out of it. Um, can one I play Kroot? What's that? Can I play Kroot? Oh, no. So who the fuck wants to be a Tau? Cares? Who cares about Kroot? Not who even wants to Tau. Be a parrot? Not even Tau players care about Kroot. <laughs> They're not even a kill team. <sighs> Kroot team. Mm. I am Kroot. So, um, so my my uh, my Inquisitor um, Jig Hor uh, Eisenborn can uh, could I can do that. Because he's not a named character. I mean, I feel we can just talk. I'm going to insert a really right. long, uncomfortable pause. <laughs> it's going to be, like, gonna be right. really hard for you to put that Space Marine on his, palming his, his, his eyes, forehead gif uh, into uh, into the actual podcast. I mean, I feel people know it's there. Yeah. And then that's, that's, that's all that really matters. <laughs> oh, um, but some yeah. hype stuff coming out of it. Uh, obje- yeah. Objectives in an RPG. It's entirely thematic based. It's not necessarily your objective okay. isn't. You know, obviously your main objective. Have you never played an RPG before? Because oh. there are objectives in RPGs. Usually, but it's these... when the tavern guy tells you to go into the dungeon and rescue oh, the princess. But, but these objectives, an... my friend. Why does the bartender always have that information? I don't know. It, really like, seedy. Who is he to hand out a contract for the princess? These objectives, my friend, are. Is he amazing. licensed? If if you are <laughs> bonded, he's bonded. <laughs> if you are a space marine. Uh, Which you, I will be. You can. Okay, you roll like a D3 for your objective, right? Pretty standard stuff. One of the objectives is you make mention of the fact that the Codex Astartes does support this action or does not support this action, therefore forcing you to narratively game. <laughs> and I love that. <clears throat> can you imagine you're like, oh shit, I'm running, I'm not gonna, I'm running low. I gotta get some fucking experience out of this. Um, open this door, please. The Codex Astartes does not support that action. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Points. So you put up some screenshots of some of these objectives and the Mechanicus ones oh. made me so happy because calculating out somebody's percentage of success or failure, <laughs> like for real from their stats and telling them what their what their chances of doing that are, are amazing. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, and it's they're all super thematic. Um, they're all really good. I'm trying to get, like, my actual copy here so I can look it up and say some. Um, uh, but they're all great. Uh, and they're all thematic. Like, the Imperial Guard... Oh, I'm sorry. The Oster Militarum one there um, is the kind of thing is, like, if you refer to the Imperial Primer. Oh. 
Oh, nice. nice. Which, you know, is like, oh, shit, I own an Imperial Primer. Oh, yeah, you oh. better bring that to the yeah. table to read. With so, me. yeah, yeah, because I, like, imagine, like, and it just the way it kind of, it's exciting to, to be kind of not forced, but kind of, like, kind of guided into this narrative play. Um, and kind of guided into this way of thinking and speaking kind of it helps it, it yeah. helps especially if you're playing with players who aren't necessarily kind of like are either new to role playing or kind of new to a group right kind of helping them like hey your objective is just to say things that do or do not apply to the codex Astartes. And like oh what is that and like oh it's just a book of rules man uh, and they can really go <laughs> from it, there and roll it with it yeah, yeah, yeah make it nice up. Because uh, like what if you get it wrong, it's you're you're like a radical legion, like you know the Black Templars or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, sure. Like oh, it doesn't mm. support. It's like what the fuck would you know, man? I'm a space wolf. I'm a space wolf for our. Oh man, where are you? Open. Oh here we go. So I finally found it, man. I'm fully Ooh. fully prepared. He's really he's mm. he's locked in, folks. I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. Uh, he's fully charged. Fully charged. But yeah, 458 page book. I'm at about 8% battery. It's, that's uh, okay. That's fine. That's funny. <laughs> you like you like that? I yeah. did. I liked that yeah. a lot. It took me a second when you said it, but I got to, I got there in the end. And it was a thrill ride from start to finish. Thanks. If you guys are wondering, there's a facepalm gif uh, right about here. Yeah. Um, for everybody else, that was an erection joke. <laughs> if you didn't get it. That's there's, okay. There's pills I'm helping. That. I'm helping. You're helping? <laughs> no. Uh, not. I mean, I'm not going to help you get an erection. I, well, that's I mean, what you just said. Sounds like that's what you were doing. Yeah. All right. Stop. I mean, yeah. Hey, somebody's got to do it, man. Uh, I know. Yeah, but it didn't have to be you or me. <laughs> okay. I'm oh, gonna okay. put that qualifier in there right now. So, so here's another thing: the way they balance the characters. Because we played a little bit of Dark Heresy, and a Space Marine very quickly becomes <laughs> overpowered <laughs> to the point of ridiculousness. I think the last time we played Dark Heresy, Danny, um, the Space Marine just killed everyone for us while we like played hot potato with a live melt bomb. <laughs> Um, Let's but, not talk about our Dark Heresy game because <laughs> it was like it put the dark in Dark oh, Heresy. Yeah. So yeah. We, we know how Isn't to. Is that the dark. one with Ted? Like decided to re rewire something on the outside of the ship. Oh yeah, the first thing was Ted decided to reconstruct the airlock to the ship, and we all had to waste all of our fate points to not die. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, there the tier restrictions. So there's like restrictions to how good your guy can be at each tier. Like sure. tier one is called one among billions, um, and like tier five is agents of fate. Oh. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's kind of like the elite of the elite of the elite. And then that's kind of like a little way of balancing. Oh, so your we're basically there. never going to get to tier five. No, we'll be solid tier one. Okay. Tier, Got it. Tier zero. Uh, maybe like one <laughs> upon trillions. How many characters should I bring to this session when we uh, uh, how many copies of my character? Just one. It's single elimination, Dave. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> single elimination. <laughs> Uh, here we go. So, like, uh, the Dark Angels Legion trait, or uh, chapter trait, they distrust anyone outside of their chapter. They suffer a penalty for interaction tests involving anyone outside the Dark Angels chapter. Oh, that makes sense. Which We're is really thematic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Imperial Fists, they have minus seven to all saves against shooting from anyone. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I want that to be accurate so badly. No. <laughs> <laughs> they suffer a penalty to saves versus death. <laughs> all, all shots are instant death ignore armor yeah. until there's one left in which a, case then they count know. as a college shot to the to the to the yeah, gene seed mm. yeah college uh, shot to the gene seed yep. what's super nice so the dark angels here suffer a penalty for interaction tests involving anyone outside the dark angels chapter 
Um, Space Wolves suffer a penalty for influence tests for authority outside of dealing with their own chapter. Oh, that makes sense. So, so it's like really like kind of nice, like simple. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know where my long fangs are. <laughs> what motherfucker? Um, but oh, yeah, there's. I just... can't wait to talk about long fangs. Mm, they're so good. I mean, so sorry, are you, you going to play Space Wolf? What do you mean? Am I going to? Is don't going you to... mean I already? I'll break out my Space Wolf army. No, no, no. For this, not. Oh not no, to... I'm not going. Dude, we're not going to play Space Marines. No, I'm, I, I'm putting like so. So for the podcast, we are going to be recording some Wrath and Glory campaigns, but there's a strict tier one power limit on literally everyone. Um, which, by the way, a sister of battle is tier two. <laughs> so, what's a scout? Uh, a space marine scout, I believe, scout. is tier two as well. Probably tier three. Um, but we're looking at characters. We're looking at like an inquisitorial adept. Um, Can I be a Skatari? Yeah, well, there's Skatari here. Yeah, sure. But Ooh. I will say that a rogue trader is tier two. <laughs> oh no! A sanction. Oh, no. A sanctioned psyker is tier two. Um, and a scout is tier two. How about a guardsman who's completed? 14 hours and 59 minutes. Well, I mean, we got to put a timer on your that's, clock. That's tier that's five, dude. <laughs> <laughs> One and only. Uh, but yeah, what Danny was talking about with the Mechanicus objectives is, okay, here are the three, and I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just like super hyped, but the uh, Mechanicus objectives, the first one, is you praise the Omnissiah as you commune with the Machine Spirit. Um, the, so you get, you know, your objective for doing that. Objective two uh, it says, calculate the odds of any given task and provide an estimate for either survival and success, or both. Now, your math doesn't have to be right. Danny's you can just will. sit and, like, regularly kind of no, like... No, I'm, I'm literally going to run the numbers. I'm yeah. going to ask what your stamina is to get stats, and I'm going to be like... <laughs> Are you going to do that in-game? <laughs> what speed is your treadmill at uh, when you exercise? Is it plus or minus two <laughs> DM? <laughs> you will lose one pound in 1.36 months. <laughs> And then the final one objective is to reminisce about a forge world you have visited and compare it to the current location. Mm. The flowery fields of Stygies 8. <laughs> so you're just going to be like Marvin uh, from from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I'm sorry. Skatari totally is tier two. I might update us to tier no! two. Okay. Uh, totally, totally misheard the wrong uh, Marvin and in my head. The Marvin the Martian? Yeah, I would totally. It's like you're going to be Marvin the Martian. I was like. I really want Danny to do a Marvin the Martian exit the whole time. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a music scene here. <laughs> Just, I, I feel that would be a pretty accurate tech priest, though. Yeah. It would be the voice of, you know, Marvin yeah, the I Martian. Agree. Or like I just I like I hate that they all sound like metallic or kind of like robot-y. I like to think their only humanity they kept there was their ridiculous voice. I, it's a really a good thing that I'm not planning on playing Skatari because I would literally just find and download a bunch of modem noises so that every time I had to speak to somebody I would just hit the play button on my little recorder. Oh, oh sorry, hold on, let me turn off my my binary. Okay, um, <laughs> my favorite orc objective when you are an orc is sincerely express a desire for brutal, uncompromising combat. Now, <laughs> if your GM's a dick, you the word sincerely is going to screw you over hardcore. I hope you're ready to get some bruises. Yeah. Because <laughs> get your mouth so, real sincere. Obviously, we're going to be, when we do this uh, this record for the, uh, this, the supplemental podcast. For uh, this, Orc Boys are tier one. What? Yeah. Oh, come on. One in a billion, bro. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So if you're six points and under, you're tier one. <laughs> let's not take it. Oh, oh, let's not make that Gene the Steeler friendly Cole. looking game store advert. <laughs> I'd, uh, I just, 
So obviously, unless we're all orcs, none of us are going to be orcs. Uh, none of us will be because yeah. I think at least one person at this table physically wretches at the sound of people pretending to talk like orcs. The irony, I, I understand. I don't know if it's just me. Is it just me? No, it's also me. Okay, oh, okay. so two of us. Cool. Yeah, it's only two of you because I think I fucking love it. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, for uh, Orktober, as they're calling it. I guess. Um, I mean, we all can't wait for Orktober. Oh, right? for We're sure. Excited about Orktober. But you know, I'm really excited about like the next Avengers movie. But I'm not going to fucking start talking like Thanos. You know, or I'm not going to put on yeah, a Tony you Stark can, accent because you can't pull off that accent. Otherwise, you would have started already. And you don't have. Ball check chin, ball sack chin. Well, you right. don't know that I have a beard. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I was say. You could be hiding that under there. So, yeah. could, so could I. With a no, click Danny, of, he's with, a ball so, so could Dave. With a click mm. of my nuts, I'll wipe uh, out. We've half cuddled the before, models. Danny. You know I don't have a ball chin. <laughs> it was one time. It was cold, and it, we needed the warmth. Uh. So yeah, there we go. Yeah, and then then we have Space Wolf Codex. I wrote that on there, but then I was like, yeah, let's just talk about that next time when we well, all read it, and we can talk about like we, sagas and. I think you're the only like one that, that actually hasn't pre-ordered it. I probably should. I didn't pre-order it. I'll just buy it from I iTunes. Nope, not yet. Yeah, I'll no. just I'll just buy it online electronically. Maybe I don't know. I must be one of the old. Well, I'm an old person, so I, I really prefer yeah. to have a, a paper copy than I a do, digital I do, copy. I do, I, do, I do want a physical copy of it. I should. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna message Gene when we get done. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have her hold too. I'll let you bite me one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gee, <laughs> really? <laughs> Isn't it bad enough that he paid for half of your copy of uh, of the of Adeptus Titanicus? Now you got to get him to buy your space no, no. stuff too. I gave him a model to sell to someone. Then he put oh that yeah, money no, I know. Credit there for the story. He uh, he deposited the money. I was there, so he put money on your account. So he paid for it. I mean, that, that's how it works. That's yeah. what that's what Jean actually said when I said I'm picking up your copy. She's like, "Well, well, Danny paid for half of it." So, <laughs> oh my god, she's so confused. So, that, so then she walked over and was like, "Danny, is it okay if, it if John, if uh, Dave picks up John's Titanicus?" And I'm like, "I should maybe. Well, should I maybe message her and be like, hey, I went to pick up my copy of Titanicus today.' <laughs> oh yeah, and it's yeah. Not there. That'd be awesome if you could do that so that I never get a chance to record anything in her store again. That'd so, be- so I love the the. Danny put the money on my account for it. Dave, I, I literally had zero to do with the transaction, apart from building a bunch of payment nets. Um, but yeah, so we're going to... John manipulated us into doing yes. all of this legwork. I don't know what happened. Yeah, How did that happen? I'm pretty fucking good. You God, see my you are I wasn't yeah, even going even, there on I Saturday. I didn't see that. Mm, mm, good times. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, I, I really it's important to me. We're going to talk about expectations. Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CVS, and participating Sam Goody stores. 
Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. You let that man fade out, Dave. Don't you dare say anything. <laughs> yeah, Dave. I don't know where I, I stopped it, so that makes sense. Perfect. <laughs> that'll fit. Right, that'll fit. That'll fit right yeah. in. Perfect. Um, oh yeah. So tempering expectations is is what I want to talk about. It kind of comes from. I kind of wish you had the old uh, Saturday Night Live music at this point. The, the uh, from the the commercial that was like lowered expectations. I mean, this was, it, when was that? What what God, it was probably year before of you were both before you were both born? <laughs> <No>. God, <sighs> don't be so old, Dave. <laughs> It's it's real easy. It's really depressing. Like it's making me fear for my. I'm gonna my have to late, start my later. How years. many times <laughs> do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah. Hey, Your up. oldness is making us sad. Sorry. I'll just get Our my walker and start heading to my truck. Old. I'll probably be there by the time Hashtag you guys finish the podcast. Geriatric Dave. <laughs> Hashtag Dave sucks because of the dentures because he's so old. <laughs> oh. Dave Gums. Hashtag Dave Gums. Oh. Um, but yeah, temper- I love all these hashtags. They're my it favorite. helps his job. Yeah. It does. It does. Uh, tempering expectations is something yes. I want to talk about with yeah. the uh, impending October release, which, by the way, fucking called that they were going to wait for the pun. Um, if you could have more pun-based releases, UW, I know on Twitter I gave uh, a few examples of what could be good ones there. Um, but expectations are like stupid through the roof. Like, let's talk about orcs. Right. I mean, I mean, I yeah. know it's not something we do, not an orc podcast, but um, right now, I think the expectation is if the GW doesn't release a Gazgul Thraka that's literally slightly taller than a knight, um, <laughs> people are going to be like, this is bullshit. He should be bigger. Where are my prime orcs? Hmm. I do hate the discussion about prime orcs. I, I, I feel like yeah. everybody's just Don't so read the goddamn Beast Arises book, but sure, cherry pick it for the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it, I just you know, there's going to be so much really good orc stuff that it's going to get washed over. It's it's very similar right now to what's going on with the space wolves. Like Danny, you and me have both looked at uh, you know seen what they've released on on their site, sure. and it's it looks freaking great. I mean, yeah, listening to a bunch of the different reviews and things like that, like I have a pretty good idea of what's in the book and what it has and what it doesn't. And uh, but I think that people had this unrealistic expectation. Maybe that, or just maybe they assumed they were getting Lehman Russ. I I still think that Lehman Russ is coming. Yeah, I but don't I, doubt that. I feel like they they're laying a setting right now on virtuous, uh, virtu- vigilous, vigilous, vigilous yeah. Yeah. on vigilous because they started off with kill team and right. they snuck all this stuff in like right on top of it and without you know if you weren't paying any attention like I wasn't because I was like kill team's fucking great sure right well it is um, you know you've got the the Gene Steeler cult battling the Skatari on Vigilus and now you have the Space Wolves coming to Vigilus to take on the full on you know the full cult in their new box set Teeth and Claw right and and they're setting this really big setting they have also mentioned that it's a huge part of uh, of stopping chaos incursions directly from the warp because there's a, a port you know a direct line that the Imperium uses to go out that way and, and do other stuff sure I, I feel like there's going to be a big showdown there again uh, kind of like a gathering storm and I have a feeling that Russ is going to come galloping out of the, the Eye of Terror, you know, 10,000 years older and, you know, old man. Maybe like six minutes wiser. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's still going to be pretty angry. 
Right. I'm sure he's gonna be uh, going through kind of like my favorite little Facebook group here, my, my Warhammer 40k for whiners. Um, things I'm seeing. Uh, I watched the mini wargaming review in full. Saw that Wolfen dropped nine points per model. Not excited for Codex Wolfen. And like, if you like take that apart, well, no, they dropped nine points per model like eight months ago in chapter approved. Right. Uh-huh. So they're just the same cost they've been for the last nine months. Um, because uh, people are just automatically comparing it to the from the, <clears throat> the the index, right? Right. Where we're in this kind of phase of 40k, where you have like chapter approved updating yearly and mm-hmm. kind of things kind of being slowly adjusted. I have someone else here, uh, so now we have to pay and drop weapons to get the same invulnerable on our melee dreads as a Leviathan dreads get for free. Fun. I'm like, well, yeah, but you say free a Leviathan dreads like. 120 points more base at least yeah, at right? least because you got to take like 200 points of guns right sorry your invulnerable went from three up to four up you know and, and th- there's just this idea that if your codex comes out and it's not game-breakingly good then there's failure or if you don't get an entire new model range every time a codex releases then that's failure right and I think it comes from like the past, and it's it's an unfortunate side effect of like the past two three years of GW's like uh, PR campaign, of being more open, kind of releasing more stuff, doing more weird things like the Deepkin for for Age of Sigmar, sure, uh, mm-hmm. even the Nighthorn range for Age of Sigmar, the 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 leaks for the or the the previews for Sisters of Battle, kind of really going out there and going like full force, is left a lot of people going like, oh well, what about me? I, I still got this stuff here. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with your armies. I mean, if, right. we, if we look at the, the Space Wolf book like you guys were talking about, that's still a really good book. Those sagas are amazing. They're um, awesome. There, there's some really good builds in there. And again, it's another book that's not mono build. It continues the long line of GW as dropping units from the book that they don't have an official model for. So that's where we see things like Wolfguard Bikers going away. Uh, we see things like, you know, if it doesn't have a simple model that someone can just buy right out of the box. Sure, we all love converting and building sure. stuff. Right. Um, but the the way they're going is if it doesn't have a simple model, then it's probably not going to be in the book. But just wait, right? Like, okay, so when they finish completing doing all these codexes, like, there's gonna there's they're going to have to continue to release new models and new units and things like that to keep the game fresh. Yeah. And you can't just let it stagnate. And so... Eventually, probably by the end of the year, we should have most all the codexes out. I don't know if Gene Steeler cults are coming out this year or not. Who knows? But I'm sure that orcs and space wolves are. And, and uh, well, I mean, space wolves come out next week. But orcs for sure coming out in October. And then uh, I, I Sisters think- of Battle are supposed to come out in the new chapter approved. They're supposed to have a preview list as reported by Games Workshop. So, um, if Gene Steeler cults don't come out in January, which I'd be shocked if they were not out, well, I'm pretty sure a hundred percent codexes will be released by the end of the year. I, I yeah. think so too. I, I actually think they'll be out by September-ish. Okay, I, I think. Well, at the re, you know, uh, well, I mean, or, October would say beg to differ. Well, no, I. Well, October is in October. After September, right? So, if Gene Steeler cults come out, if you got August for Space Wolves, you got yeah. Gene Steeler cults in September oh, and. Uh, orcs in october and then then they can do their their storyline because sisters of battle don't need a codex well, it's, i mean it depends right because nobody plays them because they said the next two books are orcs and orcs and uh space wolves but they might change their mind right gene story culture sneaky they could pop up in there it's thematic it's thematic yeah. right they could, <laughs> well, and they could do a little uh ambush they're they are running the 
you know, they're running the storyline, this the story sure. arc they're doing. It, it would fit in. Orcs also fit in, but giving genes to their yeah, cult. based on that. I mean, because they because they're basically racing around the Badlands, which is what which is what makes Speed Freaks work, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that all ties into that too. So, but anyway, eventually they're going to release these books, and they're going to need to make more releases. So, your armies are going to get new units. I, I would be shocked if we didn't have a new Space Marine Codex next year. Uh, like a base Space Marine Codex. I can see some major adjustments, but I don't know if they'll do a new book or not. I hear they're going to drop uh, Primaris units by 10 points per model, making them, making Intercessors viable again. Making Intercessors basically free? <laughs> Eight points a model. They're going to drop them by like seven points a model. You know, Primaris are going to They're going to drop them by one wound, and they're going to change their Intercessor bolt rifles to bolt guns, and the models will be shorter. Hot take. Hot I th- take. I think intercessors are worth their points right now. I completely agree, but that's just because <laughs> I, th- I like them, and they do great at holding backline objectives. They're, that is what they are designed to do, and they're awesome at that. Yep. Anyway, but, but yeah, if they get below six points a model, that means they're tier one, right? No tier five, <laughs> so that I can actually be an intercessor. Um, but there's an obscenely huge expectation around every release now, and every right? release has to be this huge thing. And it seems to be a lot of people, and I, I, it's just a vocal internet minority. Um, but there's this Man, huge uh, ideal that this is how it has to be. You know, I have a serious problem with the current. I mean, they have to keep. GW has done such a great job of, of escalating each single release that it feels like they just have to go more and more over the top. Like, you know, you remember the first time that you went to a strip club and you just saw a, na- a half naked woman and you were like, wow, that's amazing. The next time you went, you had to see a little more of the half naked woman. Otherwise, it would just didn't do any. I feel like that's what's happening here is, is you have to every time you're going back to the strip club, you're having to see more. And eventually we're going to run into the champagne room where we all know there's no sex. So, you know, what's going to happen when when we've hit that top tier of release and there's nowhere to go from up for their their product? I'm sorry, did I lose you guys with that one? I mean, I got lost in the strip club part. Did you just like, start reminiscing back to LBO started, 2017? I just started thinking about yeah, strip clubs. Yeah, Sorry. Thanks. I started thinking about strippers. But you still got some glitter in your beard from that <laughs> trip to moving, Vegas. Moving, well, like, back to, back to orcs, okay? This, this gigantic Gasgill track that people want. If people look in the, the art and the story about how an orc grows, if Gasgill is night-sized, he would also be about nine inches wide. Right. Sure. Right, yeah. so it'd be like a war machine, like a troll king, like the mountain troll king. Yeah, guy, right. So it would be, I think, obscenely huge. And then people would be like, "Oh, Gasgill is great. Look how big he is. Oh, he's a character over ten wounds. He fucking sucks." Right, right. Because he's just gonna yeah, die. Gonna get shot. So like, it, I, I would like him to be about Gulliman size. I'd like them to release a Gasgill that's about Gulliman size. I he's about like Gulliman size right now. Maybe a little shorter, but he's pretty big. The actual old metal model. Yeah, yeah, the old resin guy's pretty, pretty tall. Gulliman's just standing on his, on some dudes like yeah. he does to get his fame. He's just standing on the backs of his, his Captain of his Morganing off lovers. of a rock yeah. like he is onto a Black Legion die mm. torso. It's bleeding all over the rock. But yeah, so so like I said, there's a lot of complaining. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's so stop it. Yeah, stop it. Just <laughs> yeah. just enjoy what we have. I mean, it's it's real simple. Like when people like GW puts all these like goodwill posts and be like, here's our preview of Space Wolves. And, like, one of the replies is, like, yeah, good for wolves. Uh, what about my sisters of battle? And they're like, motherfucker, they told you when they were coming. Yeah, they literally, for it the literally first time ever. 2019. Yeah, they, they literally came out and said, in 2019, you are getting new plastic sisters of battle. And the internet broke for, like, 20 minutes. 
And then everybody went, is it 2019 yet? Where's my sisters? Why can't you release them sooner? Just sit back and relax. The fact, you know, we came from that GW that didn't reveal anything. And, and like I said, now that they're revealing stuff, people are, you're seeing less leaks. And when you see a leak, I get kind of offended. I, I get bothered by it. Because I... I don't know it means there's going to be a high-quality preview up in Warhammer Community <laughs> within, like, two hours. But, I mean, you, you force their hands. Like, sure. the, the the Speed Freaks release happened, right? Who's to say they were actually going to preview Speed Freaks at Fest? They, they could have done it later. The video that they put out, I felt, did not meet their normal quality. That first video that they put up to be like, oh... A little oh, car ad? Yeah, the car Man, ad. I really liked that video. No, I liked, I, I liked it, too, it a but lot. it didn't have the same uh, high level of... He got to hit an old buggy with a wrench. A wrench that was duct taped to something, yes. I, I just feel like the video was, was quickly put together, like, what can we do, guys? Let's do something. And, you know, Duncan said... I feel said, sorry for the guy who had to a... put together, like, an old-school orc buggy. Like, hey, we need this in, like, five minutes. <laughs> Shit, okay. Make sure it's dry. And then, <laughs> and then it shatters. That's why... Right? <laughs> so here's super the buggy. Glue. Do you need it for a painting tutorial? Nope. Smack. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like when they did the, when the release, the leaks happened for uh, Rogue Trader back in what, March, April, yeah. somewhere back there. Um, the release video they did for that had high quality and good editing. It was obvious that it had existed. Like they had, but it's still super weird it because time. it came like that Rogue Trader is an expansion for Kill Team. Right. And they were like, oh, here's this video for, for, for this expansion. Um, and it was like, oh, then it was like, it's a Rogue Trader. And like, is it a box game? Yeah. Look, it's a Snurgle, and there's a puppy. Look at the puppy. And the internet broke because yeah. of the puppy. And, and now that we know that animation. it's kind of like it's a expansion to the kill team rules, uh, we know that both of those factions are going to have rules for main kill team as well as kind of that ship combat and, and mm-hmm. that thing. It's super hype. I'm very excited for it. Um, but yeah, it's just just there's a an expectation, a certain neediness coming from the community right now. That's like if. Like, I play my one specific build of my army. This new codex mm-hmm. does not play exactly to my one specific build of my army. It's almost like 7th edition fatigue, where people are like, you know, oh, this invalidates my army. Like, yeah, dude, you have like 17 options now, but this yeah, one isn't right. the best. Right. Yeah, my exactly. army is no longer the best, so. So who cares? <sighs> well, game over, you slash know, wrists. People will get over it if they want, or, or they won't. They probably won't, but they just need to take a shower I- and wash all the salt off. Well, mm. it's salt soluble, guys. It's just it's, it's I, I've seen like you know I have seen a lot of people bitching about the people that are salty about it. Um, we talked to Mark, who is what the top ranked ITC uh, Space World player, sure, who yeah. was just totally stoked about it. He didn't have yeah, a bad thing to say excited. about he's it. He's pretty excited when the top ranked ITC player is hype for something and not salty at all. Y'all need to get over well, your shit. To be fair, okay? like a lot of the time outside the game, Mark's hyped for like the sun. I'm not saying he's a pain smart. Pot. Short shorts. No, he's smart. He's just he's he's I like, love I love it when he sniffs to get messages from other space wolves. Mm-hmm. On the I don't it's, like it's it when very, he marks my car yeah. though. It's very irritating <laughs> when he marks his victories. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes up to the TO and starts First peeing on a piece of paper nose. and I'm like, hey I won <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, that, that's about all I want to say about that. Just tempering expectations, guys. Yeah, just, let's calm it down, cool guys. shit coming. Relax. It all works on the tabletop. I don't think outside of, like, if I, I was going to say outside of Tau, but even Tau have builds at work. Yeah, I mean, if every army was the same, then you'd be playing, like, a really bad version of 30K. Nobody like, maybe wants book to. one 30K. I right? can't. Who, I, yeah. And, well. Who, who actually wants to play a cookie-cutter army anyway? I mean, don't. 
enjoy having a different set of lists you can do and making it completely different. You know, nobody does Primaris like I do, and I'm fine sure, with that. Nobody does Primaris. Then, well, they're wrong. Well, I don't know about that. Solo Oof. Primaris from one faction without a command battery of guard. Sure. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Solid. Dude. I, yeah, we'll see how long that sticks around. Uh, that that we'll, we'll talk about chapter approved another time or yeah. the big FAQ because yeah. there's, yeah. <coughs> there's I mean there's good changes coming yeah we think but can we also guys anybody listen to this if you know somebody that is is tossing out those leaks that force GW's hand early could you <laughs> go please faster just, could yeah. you please <laughs> please tell them to shut the fuck up okay I don't want to see your crappy leaks ahead of time some grainy photos that you snapped while you walked into a bathroom and some GW employee would happen to be reading Speed Freaks 2 the, the speed inning and you just snapped a cover oh, shit, shot we haven't even it. seen Speed Ooh. Freaks 1 I know it's alright you know the speed inning <laughs> sounds awesome though. dibs on speed inning <laughs> being my buggy name <laughs> oh, for Speed Freaks good one oh, speed inning but speed inning has like stop. 17 ends because mm. he didn't know when to stop writing so just speed inning yeah okay um, but yeah that, that's yeah. about all I want to say about that Hey, let's move on to something fun. Hey, Japan's a country. <laughs> Good, excellent nice transition. Yeah, segue. Fantastic. Um, the 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 blind pack box Space Marine Heroes, exclusive to Japan, have been announced as being released worldwide soon. Which Yay! I'm super excited about because there are some really rad models in yeah, there. Yeah, I like big. that captain. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: if you get, oh, do you want him? I mean, yeah. Yes. I mean, well, here's the thing: even even if you on purposely. <laughs> <I've got him. laughs> Even if you on purposely like pull ten of the same marine, you got a fucking tax squad. So nah, you, you know you don't. Even though they're blind boxes, it's oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't you get do, a tax squad. But when it was in Japan, uh, GW created a fantastic Japanese website to promote um, <laughs> this wonderful thing. It was written in true Japanese. It was quite great. However, Google Translate is a thing, and some wonderful person a year ago. Uh, ran this entire website through Google Translate, and I wanted to share this with you because uh, if you haven't seen it, it's quite fantastic. Let's start with the tagline: Warhammer Forty Thousand. That's a picture, so that translated fine. Sure, right. The far future of the darkness that place yet a severe. The only war is left. Whoa, whoa! I mean, I'm Confucius level shit right there. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Let's meet our first marine here. Um, due to the scalp covered with burns and the distortion of the voice emitted through the breathing assistance machine, Adrian Callistus gives an impressive impression to the viewer. Since the Ultramarine uh. fights harsh trial of joining, <laughs> he has extinguished flames as his weapon. Callisto is familiar with Framer's handling. And it is possible to sweep out the heterogeneous group by the spectacular flame radiation. When the enemies rush in hordes, their irreplaceable ability will be needed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, His quote, okay, you said the quote from him, our heretics will be the fire of purification of his majesty, the emperor. I will burn myself (laughs) and body with this flame. (laughs) So wait, wait. Our heretics, yes, like, yeah. like they're, yeah. they're ours, yep. ours. <laughs> they're belonging. And he's gonna burn himself for being a heretic, yeah, like uh, literal okay. Japanese. That, no, that you know what, though, in the fluff, that makes sense. That, if he's a heretic, sense. yeah, I mean, uh, loyal salamanders, bro, himself. yeah, he's gonna burn himself. Hey, uh, let's meet, um, <laughs> uh, translated as lettuce gain, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. 
Uh, after familiarizing himself with a heavy weapon in a squad squad, and by acquiring proximity battle in an amber squad, Lattis Gain found her new own career. Her? <laughs> yep. Tactical squad, tactical marine. His speed of fire is amazing, even if it is shooting while running to the front line. The bullets he shoots hit the enemy with ruthless accuracy. There are a few things that go out the rights of the gains in the shooting while moving. <laughs> Indeed, in the final charge of victory, he is often at the forefront of it. Uh, his quote, My brother, you know I shot three shots while you were firing two shots, but the number of enemies that my bullets will beat will not fail as high, or fall as high as yours. What? what? <laughs> so hold on. First of all... <laughs> Let's talk about gender pronouns. <laughs> like, I don't want to assume the Space Marine's gender or anything, but like... <laughs> I mean, looking at the art, he has a pretty sweet mullet. Oh, no, it's just shading. But it could be a mullet. Man, anybody can have a mullet. Oh, yeah. I got one now. <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweet, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Dave, why don't you tell us about um, Danatos? Danatos. Uh, oh, well, Danatos uh, is a fantastic Space Marine. Heavy bolter used by Space Marine's heavy weapon boasts the weight and enormity that even an ordinary person cannot lift. But for Danatos, Triad... Triad. Triad. I would assume like the gang. Uh, who knows? Danatos, Triad. <laughs> love guns are eternal buddies and are trustworthy <laughs> friends. Love guns. The recoil... <laughs> the recoil generated by the shooting of large bombs is enough for bones. But it does not bother me for the triad. Now, the triad is even looking forward to the brutal rebound of the love gun as a sign of a wonderful explosion that happens inside the enemy. (laughs) Okay, wait. Is he talking about finishing inside of the enemy with his love gun? I don't know what you find funny, Danny. He's going to use his love gun that's, to finish inside the enemy. Sounds, perfect, sounds perfectly, perfectly grimdark. Right. Explode inside the enemy, right? Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's a wonderful explosion. Uh, his quote is, is the annihilation of the enemy? Question mark? Sergeant is what I want. He's gunning for that promotion. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do Ozadan Vainal. Is spectacular even at the skill of Bolter. But he gradually became an expert on explosive throwing due to its excellent strength and sharp eyesight. He became an informal grenade soldier of the Savisa squad, throwing a flag grenade into an enemy group with unreliable <laughs> precision and disabling the enemy with its explosive power. And the Vanuel and his compatriots advance from the moment when the plume is not clear, sting the enemies with enemies by Bolter. His bio quote? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. His bio quote. A messy gangster, a small gift from Ultramar, let's end your suffering forever. <laughs> So him and Triad probably don't get along super well. Okay. The gang thing. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to read the fluff. The one of the parts of the fluff is kind of... <clears throat> hey, guys. Christ, <laughs> <laughs> Attack at the Emperor's name. Courage and glory. Savitus jumped over the obstacle by jumping over as soon as the rebel was eased. Brothers will also follow the joy of voice and follow him. Tessaros has already advanced a few steps ahead of the power sword and shining the plasma pistol brightly. 
brother Caster and Titus gangs each other's sides, shielding the bolt gun while avoiding enemy bullets and proceeding with an aim to the chest wall of the cathedral destroyed by the enemy. So let our players never forget the uh, the Space Marine battle cry of, Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. It's the Rick Moranis Marine. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, some of the faction words. Chaos is translated as chaos. Space Marines are translated as Empire's Army. And heterosexual... <laughs> Orcs. Heterosexual by a bracket Xenos. Oh, Xeno. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Who can forget the classic Brad Angels? Brad Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that just seems racist. Yeah, instead of Black like, Angels, it's Brad Angels. <laughs> like they uh, can't pronounce the L's? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, the, the final uh, surgery with the put the black carapace on really fucks with the like vocal cords and the ability to form letters. <laughs> how, um, about, uh, how about the Adeptus Custards? <laughs> uh, but, but Danny, tell me what war zone they're fighting on. Uh, oh, uh, it's one of the most volatile war uh, uh, battle zones in ever. It's the Milky War Field. <laughs> After the guy fires his love gun, that's what the whole battlefield looks like. Anyway, so so when Kadia ripped apart, uh, the Milky War field filled the galaxy. Oh God! There's oh. Uh, there's also a breakdown on the website of the various war zones within the Milky War fields. <laughs> so there's more than one. Um, there's Damocles. Um, Crossing the world in contact with the Damocles Bay, the troops of the Empire joined their courage and exterminated opposing races. Against them, Tao's invading army brings about more rapid death than any threat that the Emperor, because it's in like brackets, brackets, right? Faces with its advancing technology. <laughs> what about Bar? <laughs> Not Baal, but Bar. Bar, yeah. <laughs> Brad Angel's army led by the. <laughs> <laughs> Led by the battle leader Dante, confronted the attack of the collective fleet Leviathan of the Cryptus Star Region. Brad Angel, who also fought even the adjudicator Serratus, Astro Militarum. <laughs> the Fresh Tiara. <laughs> oh, Fresh Tiara. Oh, my God. A Necron had protected the world of Mother Bar from the threat of Tyranid while playing Great Sacrifice. Hey, oh. what about an M41 when there was the invasion of the great greedy thing? <laughs> <laughs> Over the ultramarine world of McClag. Oh, oh McClag. The, so the Necron section is called M41. Oh. The rise of old people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's my year. Oh. Dave, I know your next oh. army. Yeah. <laughs> Or M41. Is it Brad Angels? Because I'm thinking it might be. Brad Angels. <laughs> Brad Angels Army. Um, M41, Leviathan Swinging. The two tentacles that the collective fleet Leviathan stretches <laughs> hit the vital point of the Empire. Destruction of the destruction was deeply carved into the space of the storm, the space of the extreme, and the space of the sun, respectively. It is the outbreak of the third Tillan campaign. From McClag to Ultima Markyria, the army of Empire successfully destroyed enemies and released the star region. Oh, my God. <sighs> oh, that's good. That's some good stuff. Why don't we Google Translate more foreign words? Oh, dude, that needs mm, to happen That needs so to happen so bad. much often. 
Maybe we try and find like a Japanese copy of Codex Space Wolves and run it through Google Ooh. Translate. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, we are going to take a quick last break and we are going to come back and wrap everything up uh, for the episode. Um, go bar for the Brad Angels. If you're in the Anchorage area and need your hobby fix, head on down to Tier 1 Cards and Games. Whether it's 40k, X-Wing, Attack Wing, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, War Machine, Age of Sigmar, Malifor, or even Magic, the Gathering kind, not the Siegfried and Royd kind, Tier 1 Cards of Games has the space, the players, and products for you to build your forces and destroy your foes. Not in Alaska? Enjoy our snow, suckers. We've got none! And while you're stuck inside, check out Tier 1's live Twitch stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tier 1 Cards. Streaming ITC format, 40K starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the last Saturday of every month. Oh, boy. God. Okay. Uh, mm. God damn, Brad. semi-recovered. Oh, God. That was... Uh, not even remotely. Why didn't we coming. lead with that? Oh, never because, mind. Because... <laughs> I lead with my love gun. Yes. <laughs> to let it, it make explosion my enemies. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what, in your warfield of the Milky Warfield. <laughs> the Milky Warfields. Oh. Where the Brad Angels defend their home world of bar versus the greedy, greedy things. <laughs> Dude, it's like I'm talking about 40K. Or the, or the awakening of Some, the old people. It's uh. like I'm talking about like 40K with my kid or something. Which is, it's a greedy, greedy thing. It's an old man. <laughs> Dave, Dave Kronz. Oh. Dave Kronz. Uh, so, Hashtag Dave Kronz. By, by by popular opinion, um, I, would be I can't wait to see how many of these hashtags actually pop up after this podcast. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm gonna do like all of them. You better tomorrow. write them down when you edit through, so that you could actually search for them. Uh, do I have to listen to it when I'm editing? Probably. Yeah. Just try and listen for pops and ignore them. So you ignore me? I do. I yeah. do. I do. There's no pops. Um, as uh, a couple things to wrap it up, um, uh, a little bit of feedback from listeners. We're keeping all the voicemails to the end, unless they are. A very um, kind oh, of pertinent yes. to the episode. Uh, so I have one voicemail, and then Danny, I also have one email that you and, oh. I, you and I can can maybe answer here. Okay. I already answered it because he had a tournament coming up. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but but we'll, we'll kind of talk about it a bit. So, oh, so, so here, sorry you lost. Here is uh, <laughs> here's our little first one. Hey y'all, uh, my name is Mike. I'm from Connecticut. I'm actually honeymooning right now, doing an Alaskan cruise. And I was disappointed to find out that even though my boat is stopping in Anchorage, I am not going to have time to stop over by the shop and say hello. But I've been listening to you guys for uh, probably probably about six months now. Definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I got nothing cheeky to say. Just wanted to let you know that I uh, am not going to be able to come see you, and I'm sorry. Goodbye. Oh yeah, dude, that was hey, sad. No, that's that was, sad. Right, hey, and, and this really fits into what the the, the 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 kind of the feedback was that it's just us kind of patting ourselves on the back. But you know what? I like that. Uh, yeah. And and Mike, if you were in Alaska on a cruise ship, I absolutely guarantee I served you at my place of work. Because guess what? Ninety nine percent of my customer base is right now cruise ships. Cruise ships. Homeless so, people. I, well, that's a one percent. Did did I hear it correct? Did he say he <laughs> was actually on a cruise ship right now? Uh, yeah, home? yeah. Okay, so kudos to Mike because he really likes the show, and I'll tell you yeah. why. Because making a phone call from a cruise ship is like four hundred dollars a minute. Oh, he's in Anchorage at that point. He took an Alaskan cruise. He was or, in Anchorage. I mean, he could have been at one of the ports too, like yeah. any one of them. Yeah, he yeah. could have made a call because it is still the United well, States. Just so yeah. everybody this, knows, this is America, Dave. 
America. I don't know what kind of Yeah, but once you leave countries. the cruise ship, you go out. I'm talking about on the cruise ship itself. You're actually having to make a phone call while you're on a cruise ship. You may as well just give them a kidney because that's what it's going to yeah. cost. You know, thanks for thanks for your information. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have known math. that, but like, there's... Just giving you a heads up. There's, there's a lot of good information that old people have about cruises, so <laughs> really glad we got, <laughs> we got to talk about that. Uh, oh. Just good. Anyway, uh, you know what? I I wish you'd played that for us sooner because I I would have you know I would go down to the port to meet somebody. Heck that was yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. If we would have had a sign for you and everything. Yeah, I'd if you like, Mike if you're from Connecticut, dedicated yeah. enough to listen to this thing, then yeah, sure. You you dude, yeah, come seriously, here show up and provide. <laughs> Bought you a coffee, man. Just well, I would have just, name I would have just given him a patch. A pa- a pa- oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've got some in my car. <laughs> so do I. I so does John. I, have, <laughs> I, I I throw them at people that piss me off on the road. It's probably the best use. Of <laughs> I, I've been sending them to people. We've been doing oh. so. There's been a, a, a whoops. A, <laughs> I, there's like a sticker exchange going on. Oh, that's and, cool. And it keeps that's ramping up. Like it was at first. It was just one guy sends us. And he's like, check out these stickers that I got, and sends out a sticker. And the next thing you know, like I'm getting stickers. People, when their people are sending stickers back and forth as I send them a mob rule sticker, uh-huh. I'm getting back like five or six, so I had to up my game, so I just started throwing patches in there too, and now oh, they're like, up. oh, they're giving patches. I can just, oh, I got to up my game even further. I can just see people like now. sitting, um, trying to figure out how patches uh, stick to things, like just like holding it up to things and <laughs> then letting to, go. Is this a magnet? I mean, like this, this doesn't How stick. do magnets work? Oh, this is a cloth coaster. Cloth coaster. Oh, it's another good use for it. Uh, so buy your cloth coasters today from Dave, Danny, or John. Oh Only yeah, two dollars and fifty cents mm. each. Mm-hmm. You need a set of at least four to have it be classy. Right, that's true. That's true. You don't want to have mix match cloth coasters. No. That's, hey, uh, let's let's read an email real quick. Hey, oh sure. Okay. And also, Mike, thank you for your reply. Very kind yeah, words. Yeah, real. Thanks, Seriously, Mike. that was yeah. like a super cool thing to receive, and it was a really nice thing to hear. And let's all pat ourselves on the back real hard. Only John patted himself on the back, but I enjoyed it. He did. <clears throat> okay, so my email here. From a gentleman called Aaron. Uh, hello, Mob Rules. First of all, it's one of the. Hold on. AA Ron? No. Or, no, like, or no. how is it spelled? It's, it's AA Ron, but I don't know. AA Ron. No, okay. that's fine. Okay. Continue, please. Uh, first, I wanted to just thank you for the awesome job you guys do on the show. You consistently make me laugh, and it really helps me run out the clock in the job that I hate, and I'm soon leaving. Yes. Nice. Nice. Okay. In your podcast, in your latest podcast, someone, I believe it was John, mentioned that he uses Dire Avengers and Azerman and has success with them competitively. Here's my question. How? (laughs) (laughs) I ask because my friend is new to 40k and is interested in trying to win Best Painted with his Eldar in a tournament. At the same time, he doesn't want to get rolled every game. Obviously, Dire Avengers look far better than Guardians, so there's a, if there's a way he can run effective, Avengers effectively, it would really help him out with his goal of best painted. How do you do it? What's the strategy behind it? I know around here that my friend will really surprise people, as despite living in a city with well over a million people, we're told that we're really the only two Eldar players in our local co- uh, competitive scene. Thus, they won't be used to his list, let alone if he surprises them with Dire Avengers. Anyway, I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. We need to make a decision quickly as he has enough time to paint them well. Thanks again for helping making our first appearances in the tourney scene a long list of war crimes. Nice. Your right. friendly neighborhood archon, Aaron. Oh. Oh. So, Danny, so, how, how do you run Dire Avengers? Okay. So, first you set up Azerman in the middle of the board, but like a little bit further back from your deployment edge, right? And then around him, like the spokes of a great shuriken you put your squads of dire adventures in lines. Basically, you want to keep the exarchs within six inches of him 
um, and or within six inches of uh, the Farseer with the Alatok uh, Warlord trait, um, or 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 Exarch or, or or I'm sorry Altark or whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that they all get a four plus invul- invulnerable save from Azerman. And they're, if they're if they're also a late talk, then they're minus one to be hit. So it makes them really durable for even being toughness three. Um, and then you can do things like you can cast uh, protect on them if you want to to give them a three up invulnerable save for the entire unit, which is pretty nice. Um, and if they're within six inches of that altark with the uh, with the late talk warlord trait, then they're going to get to reroll once to hit, and they're going to be fearless so they ignore morale tests, which is huge. Yeah. yeah. So like my Dire Avenger uh, half my army is like a thousand points, pretty huge, and it's like Danny said, it's uh, about forty-five Dire Avengers spiraled out like spokes within six inches of the center blob of an Autark, a Farseer, a Warlock, and Azerman, and everyone's within six inches of everyone else, pretty much. Um, Azerman again gives out that great bubble. Um, the Autark gives out re-rolling ones to hits, and it gives out the the fearless. Which is crucial. It really helps. Just make it a really irritating blob to go away. Um, the warlock and the farseer, you're going to want to use the seer council stratagem on them. Uh, that gives them a plus one to cast. Sure. And then you're going to want to pick something within 18 inches of all your dire avengers that you want to die, and you're going to cast doom on it. Yep. And then you shoot it, and doom lets you reroll to wound. Um, I've legitimately destroyed a custodes grav land raider tank with one round of shooting uh, from dire avengers because doom was cast uh and that's kind of where it comes from because i have things in my list like the hemlock i have things in my list like uh, dark reapers and things that people quote unquote know are scary so they kind of get focused on first rather than the dire avengers which you just kind of run up the board uh you know you advance and you can still shoot your uh, shuriken so you advance up you shoot your shuriken and they're like oh shit um yeah so that's gone and you can do massive massive damage I think toughness eight things. I do like fifteen to twenty wounds around a shooting on them. It's it's pretty insane uh, how those Dire Avengers can be. But to have that work, you have to be within six inches of Azerman. You have to be within six inches of an Autark. You have to be uh, have your Farseer be within Doom range of something. Doom has to go off. Right. Um, so there's a lot of variables it, that go into that. Doom there. is like the most critical power for any craft world Eldar player, really. If you don't get Doom off, it's not going to feel like it's as effective as it could be. Like, you're going to measure all of your shooting phases, like, with Doom, like, with Doom as being, like, a given. So, just be really kind of cagey with casting that power. Try maybe casting other powers first. Try and waste some of the, the, the denies. The denies. Yeah. And then always remember Runes of the Farseer to let you reroll one or both of your dice for Doom. Yeah. That sounds like really solid advice. Yeah. And also, I need to apparently start checking the email. Yeah, yeah, you do. Because there's probably been like 16 or 17, you know, how do I play Primaris only uh, emails. Uh, there is one for every Primaris uh, main player in the world in this email account. So none. So there's none. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, what I told him was that uh, he came back and he was uh, he was going to take 20 Avengers, Azermoon, and Altark, and Eldrad casting Doom. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. It's a solid sounding list. And, I, and li- like if, if I wasn't taking I, a late talk, uh, like... Uh, Ulthway is like a good yeah. is a really good second choice because yeah. I like to feel no pain and if you have Eldrad you can you can start casting powers with uh, Will of Assyrian mm-hmm. which gives a six inch fearless bubble from Eldrad and plus one to deny the witch so like that people really want to try to get that off too uh, so yeah he's gonna get Doom Fortune Executioner Smite 
with a warlock until a auto create a scenario where one squad is four plus plus with a five up feel no pain, and the other is three plus plus with a six up feel no pain. Cool. Add in two wave serpents and a guardian bomb, and it's a surprisingly hard uh, hard to kill mob of elves pummeling you with shark and fire. Yeah, which is pretty much what my army's about. Is it's just it's really yeah. irritating to remove. Um, but the the bad side of that is if the dice don't go your way, uh, it falls apart like yeah. a, like well, a wet paper towel. It doesn't matter because you can't blame the dice. You can't even think about your die rolls. You just got to let it wash over you and move on. That's yeah. right. Yep. Four, yep. Ups are, four ups are really swingy. Like yeah. They're either really good or really bad. That's been my experience. They're never like average. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. Uh, so moving on, Dave, you got anything you want to plug? Well, n- no, I just want to say, Aaron, uh, send us pictures of the of the army. Oh, oh yeah, 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 sure. Please, uh, yeah. Show us the bed. The dude, you're a the pro. Yeah, send us pictures of the army. Let us know what it looks like. Um, always interested to steal other people's paint schemes. And plus, it's Elthway, so oh, you've got yeah. mad props from me. Oh yeah, because Danny's an Elthway main. Actually, I, I mean, I'm not an Eldar main, but if I was, it would be Elthway because mm-hmm. that's what I did back in uh, Epic, back way back in the day. Because oh, so that is not in scale with Titanicus. Exactly. I can't even use my Imperiator Titan. Oh, man, are you kidding? You know how easy it was to paint those back in the day when I was a kid learning how to play a tiny epic? You'd spray paint black, helmets orange, done. If you think your paint scheme was easy, Dave's 30-second tutorials. <laughs> was Tabletop Plus Epic Edition. Dude, I got 2,500 points of Epic Eldar finished in six seconds. It was beautiful. I have a lot of white scars Yeah, for Epic. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah Danny, uh, what do you want to plug? Uh, so I haven't received my shipment yet, but this, so this weekend I started painting on my Harlequin bikes and I started to cut out, uh, out of masking tape, various, uh, like diamonds. And so I got to about cutting out and putting on the third diamond and I was like, nope, this sucks. I'm not doing this anymore. This is for the birds. Um, so I ordered some, uh, a stencil from, uh, fallout hobbies. So I'm really excited to get that. Uh, in the mail, they work super good. Yeah, that's yeah. I've, I've heard some really really good things. So I'm I'm excited to uh, to try that out and make that work for me. Yeah, I want to shout out to Green Stuff Industries. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good one. Green Stuff Industries yeah. um, make basing easy with their uh, rolling pins. So they have kind of rolling pins that have like industrial grates on them or cobblestone or things like that. The industrial grates you just essentially use it like you're making sugar cookies out of Green Stuff. So you roll oh, yeah. it and prints it down, and then you know you have all of these great bases. Another thing you can do is if you have like a um, blue uh, foam board, um, if you use like the cobblestone one and roll it across, then that leaves a cobble imprint on top of. The oh, foam board. cool! So yeah. so it's really good for doing dioramas and things like. That. I tried it with like some of the, um, like the, the metal grading and things like that, but it's not kind of deep enough of an impression mm-hmm. to really last. Um, but yeah, their their range of rollers is super super good quality. Uh, and yeah, is, is if you're basing your army all at once, just roll out some green stuff or some sculpting putty or, or whatever you're using, and then you can have some really nice custom bases. Super cheap. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, aside from that, I'm going to anything. Dave, if you don't. I, I got nothing this time around. Yeah. I'm... You know thing? Uh, he wants to plug the Mob Rules Facebook page where you can see such quality content as Dave singing a wonderful parody I don't want to plug of that. Kill Team Number Five. Nobody um, should go there. And Whip Wednesdays. And Whip Wednesdays, Working oh, Progress yeah. Wednesdays. Uh, you know, what? I, I really like Whip Wednesdays. I, I love like, the, I yeah. love the interaction. If, of seeing what everybody's doing. You know, on. terribly, it forces me to do something, which is what I need sometimes. Is that little push? Speaking of which, yeah. it's your turn for Whip Wednesday. It is, it is my turn. So, so yeah. Ooh. Two days ago, I posted something, and it was epic. Huh? Oh. Huh? Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. 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 It was a Titanicusly good thing. Yeah. Oh, Lost it. All right, let's end this thing. Yeah, so hey, for thank you all for listening once again. Uh, we'll be back next time with Space Rules. So for Mob Rules, I've been John. 
This is Danny. And I've been Dave.